1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Adam Holtz is joining us, and normally we dive right in and start talking about movie and media, um, but uh, we're going to take a little pause for that right now and and Adam just kind of um, get us up to speed everybody's seeing the story that's happening right now in a town in Iowa but but this story uh, rings deeper and true for you tell us why actually the hometown where I grew up and Perry High School was where I graduated from high school and you know like we all do Tom the news kind of just rolls across our lives right it's on our news feeds it's on social media and you hear about horrible things happening and you may have a moment where you have, you know, sadness or compassion or the, all the feelings we feel. And then you go about your day because it's an abstraction. It's just out there. And uh, yesterday I was in a meeting and the newsfeed came across that the shooting had happened. And I felt like somebody had hit me in the gut and just seeing the video and, and still photography footage of, you know, the halls of the school that I grew up in. Uh, it, it personalizes it in, in such a deep way. And, you know, I'm sure the coming days, there'll be lots of commentary about what happened and why and speculation and grieving. But I wanted to share something that my guess is, well, it'll probably come out eventually because these things usually do. But my mother sent me um, a text last night and she had copied and pasted it from the daughter of Dan Marburger. And Dan Marburger was the principal who was shot uh, a couple of times, it sounds like, and was in surgery all day yesterday. It sounds like he's stable now. Um, and I just thought this brings such a redemptive, hopeful message to a horrible thing that I, I thought it would be worth sharing, if that's okay, okay Tom. Yeah, please, if you would do that right now, Adam, that'd be great. Yeah, so um, she thanks everybody. And then she talks about her dad being a gentle giant. He's been the principal there at Perry High School for 28 or 29 years. Um, but she writes, as I heard of a gunman, I instantly had a feeling my dad would be a victim as he would put himself in harm's way for the benefit of the kids and his staff. It absolutely was of zero surprise to hear that he tried to approach and talk Dylan down. Dylan was the shooter and distract him long enough for some of his students to get out of the cafeteria. That's just dad. And knowing him, I know he'd be devastated about what happened today. He would be devastated about Dylan, about the victims, about the community, uh, and being, you know, a part of this tragedy. 
he would want to know what could he have done that he didn't do. But then she goes on to say, um, knowing dad, he would also say his ugly face is popping up too much online as he's getting the attention he deserves as a hero. But please reach out to the other victims' family, show grace to the Butler family, as we are not our kids' mistakes and actions or our parents' mistakes and actions. Remember, this is something Dylan's family has to live with, too. Again, that's the shooter, as well as losing their child. And I just, I thought, what a remarkable thing for somebody whose father, who she clearly loves very deeply, has just been horrifically injured. Uh, and I think the reports that, that I'm hearing from family and friends back home were that he was shot in the face. I mean, mm-hmm. this is going to be a horrific thing for him to recover from. Um, but that that her response is pray for the family, pray for our community. And just to hear that, you know, reportedly her dad really acted heroically to try to stem the violence. Um, it's a remarkable thing. And uh, this is, uh, it, it's something just the problem of evil, the problem of suffering. There's so many things here uh, and so much grief today, but just that glimmer of redemption and hope and I don't know that she's a Christian, but anytime somebody uses the phrase, you know, extending grace to somebody, that feels like a clue that that she very well might be. So uh, as you think about Dan Margaret Berger today, who is still in critical condition and recovering in the hospital, pray for them and obviously be praying for Perry and especially that, you know, the family that lost a sixth grader and the other shooting victims. And, and I think it's just, it's an opportunity to just step back and reflect on God's goodness and care for us each day because we don't know what each day is going to bring and and we need to just depend on him every single day great to have you with us penny's in the house jacob's in the house and adam holtz is in the house and adam i just wanted to talk to you a little bit about this film we didn't get a chance to talk to you about it when it came out it's called boys in the boat give some people kind of an overview and, and what this movie is all about uh, this movie is about a crew, uh, a rowing crew, as you've already kind of alluded to, uh, in the 1930s at the University of Washington. And they have a varsity squad, but they have a, a JV coach and a new JV boat, junior varsity boat. And they invite guys to come out, try out for being on the crew. And, you know, anytime you're talking about junior varsity, you don't have very high expectations. And Mm -hmm. most of the guys that are trying out are working class guys. And the main character here is a guy named Joe Rance, who is actually not just working class, but he is poor. He lives in his car. You know, it's, it's the depression. uh, And he mostly wants to row to get a scholarship. Uh, His incentive is financial. It's not athletic or competitive Mm -hmm. really at all. Uh, and of course he makes the team and, you know, you don't make movies about things unless the underdogs rise up and do something incredible. So it's a little bit of a foregone conclusion, what's going to happen here. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, but Joe and his crew of guys end up not only winning the biggest race in the United States, but represent the United States in the Olympics in 1936. And, and we watch as they row and, and spoiler warning, they win again. You don't make movies about people who come in second or third place, generally speaking. Uh, but one of the things that's interesting is, uh, Hitler himself watches the race and the Germans were favored to win the race. And so 
I got online immediately after I saw the movie. I'm like, did that really happen? You know, and there's a really interesting website called Hollywood versus history where you can sort of fact check these true stories, okay. you know, what's true, what was exaggerated and Hitler was there and he was not happy that his, his boys in their boat got beat. So terrific movies, PG 13, the PG 13 rating comes from, Oh, about a half a dozen or so, you know, profanities and, and there's smoking, you know, it was a time before people really understood the problems of smoking. And so it's funny to see these guys all rowing and they all get out and have a smoke afterwards. <laughs> so uh, that's where the PG-13 rating comes from. But other than that, other than those, you know, maybe eight or 10 profanities, uh, there's not too much here that I think is going to be a big problem.